Golden Globies, welcome in. This is one of the most nostalgic movies for me. Oh my god. I've now watched it 10,002 times, Murray. Yeah, I can see why. Of course, this is our not-so-superhero month. We're going to do something different. We're going to do kind of off-the-radar characters this month. We're not going to do Superman. We're not going to do Batman. We're over with uh, the Red Brown Captain America, so So, R.I.P. No more Captain America. This is going to be a learning uh, thing. Voyage? Voyage. Journey. Mm -hmm. Life is a journey. Life Life is is a highway. Life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. Uh, so yeah, you're gonna we're gonna go the more obscure route this month. So please stick with us because yeah. I know you guys are star fuckers and you just want the big movies. Just want the big guys. You want us to do you know the Tom Hardy Wolverine movie that doesn't exist. I made it up just because you're thirsty as fuck out I there. No, you, you're like, when are you gonna do Black Widow? It hasn't come out yet, and we're not doing it. Not doing it because it's two and a half fucking hours at least. Oh. I, I don't. I haven't even looked into it, and I know it's two and a half. So hours. you're already giving a point to Puma Man or the Pumayman, as some may call it. Because it's 90 minutes? Well, I was outraged because someone added five minutes extra of the same scene <laughs> yeah. if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, which was, anybody is. Everybody is. I literally was like, wait, I saw this scene yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes ago. What? Yeah. So, Griff, this is your favorite movie. I've always been under the impression this is your favorite movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I put the qualifier out there. If it's based on how many times you've watched a movie, this would have to be my favorite because I've probably watched it more than any other movie in my life. The question is, why? 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 This is such a fucking, like, I've watched this three times since I did the notes, and then I watched it two more times. <laughs> I barely watched it yesterday. Yeah. Got through it. And you were just like fucking closing the book on this one. And I agree with you. It's a little bit tougher when you're doing notes to this movie. When you're just sitting back and enjoying it. And you know what? It's, MST3K, it's it's not always good. Griff, it's the Italian dilemma. I, yeah. I didn't know this was an Italian movie until I saw the Italian names in the credits. Mm. I was like, oh, now I get now, it. Yeah. Because and we've, I mean, and we're lovers of Italian cinema here at the Golden Globus. But you got you to gotta understand... There's amazing scenes and then Just dull, dull shit in between. Oh, my That's God. That's how the Italians roll. So MST3K has, like, three great episodes that everybody should watch. Puma Man is right up there with a Red Brown feature in Space Mutiny. And then there's the Final Sacrifice. That's the holy trinity of MST3K. So this is right in there. I've watched it a billion times. What's to love about this movie? Well, how about Vadino, the sidekick? I got this put in my brain at an early age to even realize it. Now that I have a more mature palette for movies, I I saw it with a whole new clarity. Our superhero is a Dudikoff-type character. Yeah, he sucks. Except with awful charm. Like, Dudikoff doesn't say things. He just looks at people with that he's James brooding, Dean look. Yeah. yeah, he's the brooding guy. And we have Tony in this movie, who uh, eventually becomes the Pumayman, who uh, is kind of being like a comic book character with his like wits and just throwing like little charm here and there, but he is the biggest wuss of all time. 
and his costume's horrible. It's his Cos- doctor's. Costume like, is awful. He's like dad superhero. He is. He gets fucking big old New Balance white sneakers <laughs> on. With, this is with when the he, Velcro strap. With the Velcro. This is when he puts on the belt and changes into his superhero, yeah. which just the belt. The belt was good. That, that was a Dolomite that was, that design. Was, yeah, that was a sweet luchador belt. Yes, very nice belt. But then, like, I don't know what that wardrobe's called. It's just like a little... It's. Flips into his cape, but it's like a whole little cowl type thing. I don't know it's what to call it. This is a sweatshirt he had on with a little. Well, the sweatshirt was underneath little, it. Yeah, and he had Elvis cape. Yeah, the Elvis like, cape, perfect. Uh, oh, and then the shirt had like that it mask. Had a lo- mask on. It. Yeah. yeah, it was very Aztec. But I mean, we all know the ancient Aztecs wore wrestling masks. We all yeah, know that, of course. I love, and then what else to love? The Puma Man. Okay, he's a superhero apparently. What are his powers? Well, let's think. Many, many of the powers of the Puma. Of the Puma. And this is why you're such a big Rowdy fan, because he always wore the Black Puma, right? Yeah. Black yeah. Panther. But oh, yeah, it's Puma. Black Panther. Well, they're the same thing. They're kind of same? Okay. I think Panther and Puma are actually the same thing. And we all know Roddy Power had... Okay, Roddy let's Power. go down the list of the su- superpowers Roddy, Roddy Piper has. Uh, Gift of Gab. Gift of Gab, of course. <laughs> okay, some of these things make a lot of sense. Able to crush a coconut over a man's head. Yes, that's absolutely... I would have loved to see Tony pull that one off. So we'll start with the more realistic Puma features. He can spring, he can, and he falls like a cat. He can jump high yes. and fall like he a cat. Land, always lands on his feet. Yes, like makes perfect sense. It does make sense. Okay, and now we're moving on to hands like claws, which me and my friends still yell at each other. Tony, your hands are like claws! And he just rips a car in half. Oh. Which, by the way, when he hits people, why doesn't he break their faces in half if he has that kind of strength? Because he's pulling back like Superman. Okay. Makes that sense. makes sense, though. That's a form right. of power. Okay. Let's go into the second tier of Tony's power. Oh, still first tier. Tingling Spider-Man senses. The Puma oh, senses. Puma sense, yeah. Which comes and goes as it pleases. Yes. <laughs> it only happens like twice. <laughs> and he needs it like five times. I will point out some of the times he's got a hard on. So all that blood flow is going somewhere else. It's not going into his senses. I have a question, though. We learned... A couple weeks ago on our criminally underrated Baywatch Nights episode that the Zargtha <laughs> sees red. That's his vision. Puma Vision is also red. Puma Vi- I forgot about Puma Vision. We're still in first tier. It is tier. A, a Puma related to a Zargtha. I, I have to imagine, yeah. They probably share some ancestral roots because when all, when all the continent was one super yeah, continent. Pangea. Pangea, thank you. Uh, yeah, I believe they were right there with each other. They were yeah, probably. South America's right next to Yugoslavia. Exactly. See, it, guys, this is why you need us to thread this all This is why this. you need to listen to our tippy taps, you motherfuckers. Yeah, really. There is one expanding universe happening in front of your earballs. Let's go into the second the G-G-C-U. tier skills. The GGCU. The GGCU. The greatest universe in the in all of universes. Second tier abilities. This is where it starts getting really interesting if you like ridiculous superpowers. Phasing abilities. Kitty Pride. Yes. Well, Kitty. Oh, Kit. No, never mind. It makes sense. Yeah. All right. So he's got phasing powers. Also, flight. Because why not flight? I lo- no, I want to give them credit for... Going into the, the, the what makes flight flight? You, you, ever th- you even think about it. Superman, how does he propel himself? Puma Man swims. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then what's his name again? Vadimo Vadinho. Vadinho. He's. It's like he explains it. It's like it's telekinesis. He's like your brain makes you fly. Yes. Your your body cannot fly. 
your mind can fly. So he, like technically, he's using telekinesis, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. He never explained that in Superman. Superman just goes, oh, jumps, and all of a sudden he flies. How does he get propel him? My other favorite, and look, I know all you Marvel fans out here will know this for truth. Thor, how he flies, Murray. He throws his hammer. Isn't that the fucking best? When I found that out, because I just thought he flew. Sometimes he'll just swing it like a helicopter. Yeah. It's, that's, that's fucking great. I love that. When I heard that, I was like, Thor is one of my favorite characters ever. Uh, yeah, flight and teleportation. That, wow. Oh, yeah, and he can start stop his heart. Ten minutes of death. Ten minutes of death. <laughs> and Neil Breen people, he can go to the trash lodge. Yes, there, there is a lot of tie-ins with Neil Breen in he this movie. He actually projects in this movie. Our well. superhero also traverses the trash lodge because right. th- we see his outfit. The very trash. It's an, it's like a parallel but trashier version of our world. Mm-hmm. So good and something that I, I knew he was in this movie. Donald Pleasance, of course, My, uh, Mr. Pleasance. You may right. call me funky. I, was, I, I, I have to say, like when I saw this, I. I would, the most shocking thing about this movie to me was it came out in 1980. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this has to be like 72. Everything about it looks 70s. And it's it has, told, to me, it plays totally like a live-action Disney movie from the early 70s. Like, I'm waiting for Kurt Russell, like young Kurt Russell, to show up. Meh. Meh, nah. Meh, the music, nah, nah, exactly. Nah, nah. And it's like the kind of kid. It, it is like a kid's movie. Pew! Boo-doop. Boo-doop. do talk about dinosaur fucking. It's still a kid's movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that was what blew my mind. And then I'm just thinking, a year later, Donald Pleasance is one of the greatest movies of all time, Escape from New York. Like, how does that happen? Well, Donald Pleasance was just that great. He brought his fucking charm and charisma with him everywhere. And he plays the same character in everything. And I love him in everything. I was having flashbacks to that Ginty movie we did. Warrior Lost Time? Yeah, I don't remember. It's a Ginty movie. Well, I mean, Pleasance played the same character he plays here. Yeah, he he played... Oh, that's right. I remember that movie now. Where they go in the cave and come out in a factory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, Donald Pleasance. Yeah, Bond movies, Escape from New York. He's in everything. Halloween. Halloween. All four of them. Supposedly. No, he wasn't in the third one. Third one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, he did come back for the fourth one. I, I saw him in the fourth one, and I just skipped over three, which is a wonderful movie. Uh, Murray, I believe we should keep this short. There's going to be so much to talk about. Yeah, there's three pages in the notes, people. Come on. it's it's this, You're, you're going to go on a Griff nostalgia trip here. Oh, shit. That really is full three. Everybody, you're going to live. If you ever wonder what Griff Chala was like, you're going to live it for the next five hours. Early 20s. Early 20s, basically his childhood. His Griff was about five feet tall when he was in his early 20s. <laughs> so, he, he had a girl spurt at Griffo stunt is what they used to call Griffo me. stunt. <laughs> All right, let's get to it there. Don't know if there's a trailer for this. There's got to be a trailer If there's for not, this. everybody, I went back, made a great trailer for last week's movie, and I loved it. Who did? I did. Oh, I didn't. I, I guess I got to listen to our show because I didn't know you. Oh, made a I've only been asking you to for the longest time. <laughs> I'm just doing what our what everybody else does, ignoring us. <laughs> so everybody, fuck your Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the Puma Man Cinematic Universe. It's only one movie, and that's all you need, and it's 90 minutes. Get ready for Puma Man. We make slaves of men with this mask. We'll dominate the world. 
Who can stop us? The Puma Man. We must find him. And kill him. Help me, Vadino! You are the Puma Man. So, dinosaurs became extinct because they no longer knew how to love each other. Is that correct? Exactly. And I certainly wouldn't want our species to end the same way. <laughs> That's the best biological blackmail I've ever heard. Repeat with me. Each man is a god. Each man is free. Each man is a god. Each man is a god. Each man is free. Each man is free. Each man is a god. Each man is a god. Each man is free. Each man is free. In ancient Aztec legend, tells of a god who descended to earth from the stars at the dawn of time and became the father of the first Puma Man. I love it. One sentence, and they explain everything you need to know about Puma Man. Yeah. You don't need to know about the mask, the power of the mask, because they're going to kind of kind of explain it a little bit. They do the – just it's not the scroll. It's just fun on the on a background for a minute. Uh. And then he continues to say, like, uh, I speak to all humanity. With this mask, I will always be with you. My bloodline will be the custodian. So this godlike figure – Keeps a custodian on Earth to protect the mask. Well, they're not godlike. They're aliens. We see a spaceship yeah, descend. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they have all these powers, so they're kind of godlike. I right? like very interesting spaceship. I liked it. It was like a, it was like a Christmas ornament. Yeah, it was. I very, mean, you don't see like a bald ship. That, yeah, usually that, you get the saucer. Right. So I, I like that, too. They were very influenced by other movies, clearly, but we'll ignore that. Uh, but, yeah, we've got – so they have a, a plan – an alien plant on Earth to watch over the mask, but then they also have. Did they create mankind? It sounds like it sounds like they just been watching it. Okay. Because I don't think they created it, but they definitely did somehow. I don't know if this is like the alien fucked a human, and that's how the Puma Man bloodline started. But how did the Puma Man Are bloodline the aliens start? Aliens, Puma people. We don't know. We never see the aliens. Well, isn't Vadino in, in one of the aliens? No, he's a high priest. He's an Aztec. Yeah, you're right. He's just a high priest Aztec. You're right. Interesting. That's because right. he looks like a, an Hispanic Robert Zadar. Doesn't mean he's not human. Vadino is so good. Vidi- oh, my God. Again, this is... You have Robert Ginty and Tony, our hero, and then you have fucking Steve James and Vadino. I love Vadino. And, yes, he is an onion. So we got over to Jane. She's in her finest trash lodge wardrobe. Everybody in the uh, Cobras clan, 
They all wear pleather black, black on black. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks great, and it's form-fitting, too. Everybody, not just the ladies. Donald Pleasant's form-fitting. Not a form you're warm to, but everybody's everybody's wearing the same uh, uniform. Yeah, it's like when you – it's like a dress code. You got to – when you're working for Cobras, you need the, the leather. How you feeling about – right off the bat, how you feeling about our villain? Donald Pleasance in trash bag wear, very tight. Great. Cobras. I, love, I, I love Donald Pleasance. He's he's like he's one like I say he's one of those British actors. He's just, he, most of the movies that were shit, but he wasn't shit. Yeah, he's like I don't care if I'm doing this strictly for the paycheck. I'm gonna bring my best A game. I'm not phoning it in. Fuck you. Here it is. Love it. And this he, is why so many MST3K episodes suck. Because they don't have people like Donald Pleasance in there treating it Gravitas, like... Gravitas, Griff. Exactly. They bring the floor of this movie right back up. So we got Jane. She's studying this gold mask, and she's got the fucking tel- or, uh, uh, the hand lens up there, and she's studying every little crevice in there. Right up on it. It's like right on it. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, my God. Jane's got something going on with her face. I couldn't figure it out. She's got Joker face. Joker face? When she's smiling, she's scary. Her mouth goes from ear to ear. Like, y- y- people will say, oh, he's got a smile from ear to Her mouth literally goes from ear to ear. Yeah, Joker face. She's a South Park Canadian. Like, her whole mouth like, hinges to talk. And, uh, yeah, so she's – suddenly she's just, like, got this real confused look on her. She – She's got She's that. She's reading shit that's not there. There's nothing inscribed on the map. Yeah. All, what the fuck is the man? Is it gorilla face? What the fuck it's, is going on? It's, it's like the gnarly. worst. It's not. It's. It's someone. It's like per- a. It's like a bust cut in half. Yeah. Like the front half of a bust. Yeah. There's like the base for it and everything, and then it's a very weird looking mask because it was it was uh hollowed out like a mask would be. Yeah, it's got eye holes. So it wasn't quite cut in half, is what I'm saying about a bust. Well, I'm there. just saying, like the base is even like cut in half. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird. It's not a floating mask you could put on your face. It's got. It's just weird. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, you was this? Does she discover this after the little thing flips open? No, or does she, she first read she reads it? the inscription first. Yeah, which I guess you need to have that that lens right up on it to read it because you can't see any writing on this thing. And then she goes, hmm, it says it's cursed and in in that whomever desecrates it will be destroyed by the Puma Man. And Donnie P. Cobras, he's not flustered. He's like, whatever. Yeah, he says sometimes there's more truth in legend than in history. Perfect line. I'm pretty sure Taft said that. And just about <laughs> to hand over the mask to Cobras. She hits like a button, a secret button. They, 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 what, did they just get this? Have they had it's, it forever? I, I have no clue. We're in, we're in some kind. Indiana Jones should be alerted to this because these people should not have this mask. Is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Indiana Jones might be on this case right now. He probably is. And he's probably in the Andes searching for it. That might be it. Yeah, maybe it's in London. Maybe Vidinho scared him away because he could tell he wasn't a Puma man because Vidinho has a picture proof. Right, because we all know. Indiana Jones' parents did not die in a plane crash. <laughs> God damn it, I love that. So, yeah, there's like a circuit board in this fucking, inside the base of the mask. Yeah. Which makes sense. It makes sense. Like, it's not magical at all. It's like a scientific-based thing. Yeah, and so she's like, oh, my God, it's proof that this is alien technology. I got to go tell the press. You will tell 
nobody, and he slides <laughs> he, it shut. He does the Revenge of the Ninja move where he like, hypnotizes her, just <laughs> doing the ninja things in front of her face. Oh, my God. And that mask was similar to the – he had a silver mask. It's yeah. masks. That's what he hypnotizes yeah. people. And so Jane is just like – Again, she's got. She goes from smiling to the most confused look I've ever seen on a human being, and she does it so well. That's another little charm of this movie. Jane's facials, great, and so she gets up and starts kind of like walking away, and you can tell she's gonna go tell the press immediately. Right, but as you, will, uh, as you should. You're, we're investigative journalists. You didn't need to tell us. Exactly. She was trying to go get a hold of us, but you know yeah. she would have had to have your number because I was not born yet. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, she's walking away, and Donnie P, he already knows how to work this thing. Right, like, what was he, what was the point of having her, like, just second, like, maybe maybe I'm wrong about something, so second I, opinion? Yeah, I have no... he's mastered it. It's very convenient how everybody gets gravitated towards his mask. And so, Donnie P, Miss Dobson, could you please turn around for a moment? And then he stands behind <laughs> the mask, and, the, like... But not really. He's never really looking through the mask. He, yeah, he's like... He's like above it. Yeah, it's always above it, but it's like they look into the mask, and then it's like a <laughs> swinging watch where it hypnotizes you. And so he starts commanding her and telling her that, you know, she's just getting control of her brain. That's all he's right. doing is putting yes. in the base layers to, he's you know. getting the ceramic bust ready. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> get we'll get bust. it to later. Oh, God. And... He's like, he, first, well, I guess he just couldn't translate the the inscriptions. That's what he needed her for. Maybe. Yeah. So he's like, this, he didn't know. I guess he didn't know about Puma Man before this. He's like, hmm, we need to kill this Puma Man. He's the only one capable of stopping us. Yeah, because he tells, he's got his other bald henchman there who's slightly less bald than Donald Pleasance. And MST3K likes to make the joke, I wish to be balder than you one day, sir. He doesn't. He's. This is the first. Uh, I'm guessing the first time he's heard about Puma Man. Yet he knows exactly what constitutes a Puma Man. Yeah. The, the secret origin. He's been working. We're about to learn here in a minute because this is the same day. We're about to learn. He already knows about the Puma Man and its follies, like his powers and everything. So, well, the or- I, he knows the origin. He knows who it, who could be a Puma Man. Who yes, could be? This one. is amazing. Like just how they pack so this all in here. So, we cut to a guy's being thrown out a window. Yeah. And, and then it, a newspaper swirls <laughs> into the screen, Superman style. Alert! Alert! Four Americans killed in within the same day. Why? <laughs> well, we don't know, but uh, Donnie P knows. But first, we see we this is where we see our man Tony Barnes. Yep, he's, he's got the Kill Bill tracksuit on. He's with he does. He's he, I forget. Yeah, he's jogging along with his buddy, who's a mailman, a cop. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> this guy is. He's very British. He got a Chalkney accent. Oh, very Chalkney. Martin. Martin. And they're just shooting the breeze. Like, mm, this, is, this is strange, man. Fucking yikes. A cute. Don't you know that? I can't do it. They're they're out a- there. Apparently, they're, he knows all about Tony's life. Yeah. Because they're just like you. They're American. They're both. They're all sons of doctors. And they lost both parents in a plane accident. And ah, then, fuck that. They're throwing them out windows. Well, if I get thrown out a window, I'll break the record for landing from the highest fall. <laughs> and then he goes, see ya. I got to go to my job at the Natural History Museum. And he just runs all the way there. He cuts through. It's a full museum. Like, everyone's got in there. Dinosaur bones and Checking everything. it out. Yeah, they got all the fossil structures set up and everything. It's beautiful. Cuts right through and goes to his office that's also uh, accessible by the public. Mm, I guess. 
because he's in there like doing work, and there's pe- there's a couple people in there just looking at shit. It's a very hands on museum. Very hands on. He gets museum. reamed by his boss for oh, walking in the tracksuit, and I thought I told you this is not a gymnasium. And I forget his little quip here. He's got a little quip. Yeah, I'll remember that. And, uh, you know, I won't age the fossils or something. It's something awful. And then after he drops that fucking cutting remark, he just goes, Ugh! He has like a headache. He's got an adult-sized bangaroo going I on. I love it because there's there's a – maybe I'll pop the noise in here. There's like a ping noise that happens. Boing! No, I get this way when I sense danger. Well, you've sensed rightly. You're in danger of being fired. There is a Casio cut in as well. Boo-doo-boo or something. That's how his tingling sense goes off. But he just thinks, you know, it's just a headache. So he's back to work. He's taking notes on a skeleton of an animal or some shit. And then we see this very strange Zadarian-looking <laughs> character. You see, Tony knows who Robert Zadar is, so he's like, is that Robert Zadar? Oh, he's not. He's Z- a- Zardinho is what I call him. Zardinho. <laughs> it's a, but he realizes he's it's got a- the fucking jaw of a god, a, pa- a puma god. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, he's a, um, as, I don't know what it was. Like, not Hispanic. It's kind of whatever the natives of Mexico. That he's that. Yeah, the indigenous you, Mexicans. Indigenous. That's it. Yeah. Indigenous people. And he's got a sweet muscle shirt with some kind of like three dimensional. Yep. Like it's like beads that were sewn into uh, his collar that go wrap all the way around his shirt and form co- some kind of cool little structure there. Very cool. And like you said, this is like in the back where. Where uh, Tony's working and he's just making his stumbling yeah. around. He's just touching everything and Tony is just like staring at him. And Vadino is just playing very coy, like looking over at him, touching things, touching this, touching that. And he finally walks over and he steals a patella, stiffs it into his shirt, and starts running. And so Tony's like, hey, get back here! Chases him down the hallway. Vadino, oh my god, he's got some ninja skills to him because he. Despite being down like a meter, like 50 meter long hallway. We're in England, so I'm using meters. Okay. Uh, Good. He stops. Steward is thanking us, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Vadino is nowhere to be seen. And so, uh, Tony's like, man, I'm a little winded. I'm going to stand by this window, catch a breeze. Well, yeah, he's, he's sweating a little. Yeah. He's got to cool off. And then Zardino just grabs him and hurls him out the fucking window. And we get this horrible green screen effect of a guy. It looked like he's falling ten stories, but he only falls two. But he's like, ah. And then he lands on his feet, and he's fine. Yeah, just like a cat would. Exactly. At what point does Tony start to realize he's different than other people? Because we know he's already got... I'm sure he's up. always thought he's different than other people. Like, yeah, that's maybe. he's a fucking piece of shit. Maybe. But... But so, yeah, so Zardino comes down. He's like, "You did it, you Puma man!" No man, this is one of the greatest scenes ever because Tony gets up and he's like, "What the fuck just happened?" And in the background, you see, uh, you got me fucked up now. <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies, and all I, I can't even remember his name because of your little new name for Zardino. <laughs> it comes charging forward, and you see this man hauling ass, and he's got like. 
He's kind of got the same vibe as anti Sh- Anton Shigar from uh, No Country for yeah. Old Men, where he's got that creepy haircut and the strong, just like non-emotional face. He's scary as shit. He's, he's uh, calling it, he's ass an, at Tony. He's an indigenous lurch. He looks like lurch. I love Verdino so much, and he's, he's excited because this is the this, this is the fifth American. He's, he don't you think he's the one throwing him out the window to test him? That's that's what they're thinking is happening, yeah. but that's not what's happening. Oh, okay. So later on, we'll get the clue into that. It's actually Donald Pleasant's going around throwing people out with. Why is he throwing people out with? Because he's trying to kill the Puma Man. Yeah. But that's the wrong way to kill the Puma exactly. Man so he can fly. He's not trying to kill him. He's trying to prove it's the Puma Man so we can be sure when he kills him, he's killed the Puma Man. But, that's his point. Okay. okay. So Tony sees Verdino coming at him like a fucking freight train. He ducks into this like little fucking shed or something, grabs himself a club, and Vidinho just walks in. It's completely dark in here. And Vidinho just stares him down. He's Well, no, like, Vidinho destroys the door yeah, like right. Frankenstein. Yeah, right. Vidinho bashes in the door. And like, how are you supposed to react to that? Like, you're freaking out if you're Tony. Oh, my God. And Tony's just standing there holding his club like, I'll harm you. Yeah, it's like, like a table leg. Yeah. <laughs> and Vidinho just says to him, you are the Puma Man. And then disappears <laughs> like a ninja again. So and t- Tony's baffled. So he just stumbles back to work. Yeah. And he bumps into Jane. Who's wearing a it's veil, right? Yes, wearing a veil. And they, Apparently she came from a funeral. I don't know why she's wearing a veil. Yeah. Very chic. Very interesting outfit she's got on here. And I don't know, maybe Tony's got some other senses that they're not cluing us into. And the veil only went to her nose. Only to the nose. Oh, so that yeah. was kind of odd. So she, they just happen to bump into each other, and Tony's still got his little club in case, you know, Vidinho charges at him again. And you know, Jane's just playing it up. I guess she was lo- she was looking for him. Yes, because Cobras wants... Because he's you know. American. He knew. Yeah. And he, he knows all... He fits all the stats. Son of a doctor's lost parents in a plane That's crash. right. <laughs> Does and, he? And so she's... But she's under the guys. well, you're a great paleontologist. I got some dinosaur fucking questions. Can you help me out with that? Yeah. And he's like, is that a proposition? I do want you to come over. I think I might. I don't know, though. I, I kind of soiled my clothes here. <laughs> I need you to come any way you want. And Tony, he doesn't need to read eyes because that was clearly a proposition. Well, good, because the veil was kind of obscuring him. Yeah, but... that's a good point. Oh, that's what she was doing. She was hiding her uh, eyes from him. So she uh, makes a call to Cobra. It's like... He's in. They got car phones. Everybody's got, car phone. got a car phone. And Vadinho is like in the lurking background. He's watching. He's like, that woman's up to something. I like this. So Vadinho, we go from thinking he's a shadowy figure to what's Vadinho up to? Is he working for us? Is he a good guy? We don't know. We're, we're, we're judging him by looks. He's obviously evil because he's not <laughs> white and he looks weird. He's not white and he's a lurk. <laughs> yes, he's a creep. He's a creeper. <laughs> so Cobras is back at his lair. And he's speaking some more commands into the mask. So this, yeah, this, this, so this is, is where we see the mask somehow creates when I don't know. This mask does a lot of shit. It more, has more powers than fucking Puma Man does. And how has he found this out in two days? He's because he's a genius. He's a super genius. He's Lex Luthor. I was just gonna say he's t- uh, t- tapping into his Lex Luger powers. Luther powers, <laughs> right? Jesus the torture Christ. rack. He keeps playing with his penis while talking into the mask. So he. he to the, I don't know. I don't know if the person has to be there or what, but he, the mask can create ceramic busts of your head. Wait, is the mask doing it or is he doing it? The ma- both. 
he's doing it through the mask because later on he makes one of Tony. Right. So he makes it. Using the mask, yeah. How, using the ma- Oh, my God. This is, these are the questions <laughs> I have. Right. I want the director's cut to know what's going on with these masks because he's, he's using as technology and he's also using voodoo technology. I love how you did that, as technology. Like, Not my joke. Oh, okay. MST3K oh, joke. Okay. Wow. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah, I wanted to say a disclaimer. I've never saw this episode of Mystery Science Theater, so if I use one of their jokes, coincidence. Yeah. I've seen them all, so I am calling back to them if uh, if they come up. And so, uh, yeah, so they're using the as technology, and they're also using voodoo technology. But they all, he goes a step further. He doesn't just have a little head bust of them. He also wires them up. Yes. What do the wires even do? Is that I don't does that like ampli- yeah. does it amplify the the yes. waves? That has to be it. So he is talking to a, a mask. A bust of uh, Jane's father, who's like a high muckety-muck in some kind of organization. I don't remember what it was called. He was the Dutch ambassador. Dutch ambassador. That's right. So he's controlling him through the mask, through the bust. Okay, background on Cobras here, everybody. He is uh, like that Larry Murphy guy or whoever was the oil guy who just died recently. I don't know. Uh, the one who tried to sew John Oliver a while back. But he is a uh, – Cobras is an energy man. He creates energy, and what he's trying to do is get all these like big bigwigs together from various countries to control all their energy. Well, you got well, yeah. It's oil. You got to remember, this is when the uh, the uh, OPEC strike or whatever was going on. The uh, oil was oil shortages at this time, so it's very topical. Sorry, people. Every movie is a little political. Everyone, every Deal movie. And so, yeah, that's his plan. He wants to control all the world's oil, and then he controls the world. Exactly. He can make everybody do what he wants if he controls all the uh, electricity and everything. So Tony, he goes back home. He's getting his like tuxedo ready for this big date with Jane. He's got his big old bow ties working on there. He's feeling real good when suddenly the lights turn off. Does he get? Does he get Puma senses? I don't think he does. But he does get Zargtha vision. But this makes sense because if his Puma uh, senses really do detect threats and danger, he wouldn't get it. You're right. So this makes sense. But this we don't. This out. makes sense. Yeah, after the fact, we don't know this at the time. Right, right. But when you've watched it ten thousand and four times, like I have, I'm just right. I'm giving you the the fucking experts glimpse into this. So he he goes into Puma Vision and he spots Vadinho. Oh, Vadinho's in his house. He snuck in. He may be allergic, but he's quiet on his feet. And he just he breaks it down for Puma Man. He's like, you are the Puma Man. You do not harm my people. Well, I'm an angry man, and I'll harm you right now. And he's got that table leg from work still. He's still got it. He pulls it out, and he's like, no, 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 no. Stop. I have proof. And he pulls out the very same picture. And Tony just so happens to have it framed on his coffee yeah. table, which I'm pretty sure Vadinho knew. Vadinho snuck in here before. Yeah, and he got his Xeroxed. And then he just said, yeah, it's a picture of Tony as a young man with his parents. Now, Tony, I need you to do something. Tony apparently forgot about this whole adventure he had in the Andes where he actually apparently must have met Vadinho or something. Uh, who knows? Because Vadinho may have been hiding behind trees back then, too. What if Tony's dad didn't like Vadinho? I don't know. But Tony's dad was the first. It was Puma Man because it's, it's a generation. I understand thing. that. Yeah. But he had to be there because he was the high priestess and I think the custodian well, the or something. We don't, we, well, we don't really know what Vinio's gender is, so maybe he is the high priestess. Don't we don't know. know, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's the high priest, so he, he, he didn't had have a, a China job. 
<laughs> China jaw. <laughs> so he could have been just lurking in the background because he, you know, he uh, does like to lurk. Tony's dad might have been like, "You're you're harshing my buzz here. I can't lay this woman with you fucking creeping around here all the time. She's not into you. She's a little racist. I'm not. I'm no. no you're racist. great. You're great, Vidinha. So we don't know what their connection was, but he's like, now look, since we are friends and everything, I need you to put on this belt. And he pulls out the greatest lucha belt I've ever seen. I would have put it on even if I wasn't Puma Man. I'm not putting on the strap. He won't even call it a belt. He's that much of a wuss. He just calls it the title. Yeah. Is Vince McMahon coming for you? (laughs) Say belt. And then Tony just... Puts the lights out, and he's got Puma Vision, so he just runs out of the room. See, MST3K did it right, because they just cut this next, like, five minutes out of the movie. And so this is the first time I've ever seen, like, these five minutes of Puma Man right here, man. Great. So Tony's down, and he's in his car. I didn't even know Tony had a car. I thought he ran everywhere. Little Volkswagen bug. Yep. Volkswagen's all over this movie. And he's he's fucking revving it, and his tires are just spinning. And then the camera slowly peels up to reveal that Fadino is, like, fucking strong as shit. He's lifting this car. Is he wearing the belt? We don't know. He's just strong. He can't have the power of the Puma because he's not a Puma man. So I, that's what I'm curious about. If somebody else puts on the belt, they get no powers because the, the Puma man abilities are in Tony. That's what I don't understand. What does the... What's the point of the belt again? I thought the point of the belt was the powers. It's got to be... To make him fly? It's got to be... You know what? Because that you're right. Be he already has the Puma powers. You know, he's got the vision. He's got the falling like a cat. He's got the hands like claws. So I think the trans uh, 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 transporting ability and the flight come from the belt. I think that's it. Okay. We've solved it. God. 20 years in the making, <laughs> and we finally solved Puma Man. All right. So he's trying to get away in his car, and it's just not budging because Vadino has the fucking tires lifted. So uh, he rips the door off. Yeah, he just walks over. Tony, I love this. He reaches over and locks the door real quick and sticks his tongue out. You can't get in here. And he just peels the fucking door back like like he's pulling back a taco to make sure there's no cheese in it. Mm Mm-hmm. You eat tacos without cheese? No. Vadino doesn't. Oh, okay. I do. Not authentic enough? Well, actually, I'll, I will eat some tacos without cheese. When you get the authentic little street tacos, oh, cilantro, okay. meat, onion, okay, lime, okay. hot sauce. Okay. Okay. Rips the door off, and then he hops in the car, I think. Yeah, he hops in the car, and Tony's just like, all right, buddy, where are we going? And he's like, just go wherever, but just know this. Danger waits for you. They're trying to get you there. He's like, oh, so where should I go? Let's go to the taco place. And then we hear dun, 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 dun. And we see all of London. (laughs) Now I know why they cut it out of the Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, because this scene is pointless. And then Tony just, like, stops his car and gets out and runs. Yeah. And Vadino just playing, you know, he's just like, oh, fuck, how do I teach this kid? He, uh, yeah, we just cut away, and it's a perfect scene to cut. We should have cut it out of these notes, but we didn't. And I was so excited well, to we talk about it. We learned about your taco like preferences. We cut yeah. this scene out. That's right. right. That's, we wouldn't have. And so we cut over, and uh, everybody is arriving at Jane's, and it's a it's a great party. You got a 
30 it's year probably old. the embassy if it's he's a Dutch ambassador. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's uh, her dad's em- embassy or whatever because Jane says, let's go to my room, which you know what that means. So they show up. It's Jane, 30-year-old woman in her prime, and all these geezers hanging out, all wearing nice suits and everything. All, right. all smoking pipes. <laughs> Tony arrives. He's looking like shit because, uh, well, he's just been running for four and a half miles or however long. Right. I don't know the conversion. That's about nine meters. He runs nine meters. Wait, that's not right at all. Never mind. So, like, Tony meets her dad and everybody, and then, you know, Cobra's. He's got to make an entrance. Oh, my God, this entrance. He's got his finest a suit made out of oven mitts. It, yes. It was- <laughs> yes. I was like, how do I explain this one? You nailed it. It is the inside of an oven mitt yeah, that's like, silvery. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like quilted. A whole puffy. jacket. Nehru jacket. Nehru? You know, Donald Pleasance loves his Nehru's. Nehru? That's what that's called? It's at the collar. That's yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. I'm learning. I love these learning experiences. And so he walks in after his goons have all walked in wearing their finest trash bags, and they look around. You know, they're looking to make sure because— You know why he's wearing a, an oven mitt? Because he's hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to keep some of that heat off him. Right. So he had told Miss Dobson, Jane, to get all of the help out of the house. No strangers in here, just— the uh, the rank and file, the, you know, the ambassadors right. the guys and everything. Who are running the world, apparently. Just the guys running the world. They're just going to hang out at this house with Jane Dobson and her dad. Dutch ambassador. Dutch ambassador. <laughs> she does look very good. He's got the best weed. He's got, oh, there we go. Uh, Dutch got dank. And, and the, yeah. It's, it's, it's all like Edom cheese. <laughs> and, oh, Adam? Yeah. Oh, man. That's some good cheese there. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good spread. Yeah. You're right. Fondue fountains just flowing. <laughs> Love it. So they he walk Donald Pleasance Cobras finally walks in and immediately just locks eyes on Tony and Tony alpha, it's alpha male dude. Yeah, Tony who is not an alpha male at all. No. He's just a confused child. Tony, he, I get he, he looks like he looks like a scrawny version of the guy who plays Superman now. I was getting that vibe. Henry that, Cavell. Yeah, he kind of looks like him, but like a yeah. bitch version of that guy. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, without the muscle, without the weight, and yeah. without yeah, no. for sure. I, I I'm going along for this ride. And uh, Jane sees that he is confused as all hell. She. I, I, Within well, a, he's always confused. Within a day, Jane has learned everything there is to learn about Tony. There's not much to know. He's shallow as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So she pulls him aside by his hand, and he finally, like, you know, fucking uh, shakes shakes the cobwebs out of his head when he noticed that she is wearing a somewhat revealing outfit, so he just stares at her breasts, and she's like, I want you to come into my bedroom. And he's like, a breast me? I mean, <laughs> a boob me? I mean, honkers! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, if only my Puma Vision could see through clothes. <laughs> and they hightail it out of there. Yeah, she's like, I want you to come into my room and read some books with me. You know what, guys, when your girl says that, you know what that means. You know what that means. Butthole warming. Yeah. It's, so, I got some Braille somewhere I can't reach. So Vadino finally shows up. He's a pretty good jogger himself. But, yeah. And he's just... He's got, he's got he's got Michael secret passage. He's got Michael Meyer horror movie speed, where he's just there suddenly. <laughs> but he finds a secret passage that is in this embassy. This is amazing because it's like a cement 
wall crevice that he goes through. Like right. this is some serious weird shit happening, and I love it. It's like an eyes wide shut house. There's like these another weird scene, passageways. not an MST3K right here. Oh, Vadino getting into the house and everything, and he's watching his cobras. Is like uh, telling the people what's up. These ambassadors and shit. You know his plan. Yeah, he he. Well, he's trying to tell them like. You just give me all of the control over the oil, and they're like, but then you have all the power, and you can make any rates. You'd have the monopoly on energy throughout all of Europe. Mm, yes, but I will be good. I will be like uh, Comcast, you know? I will keep the rates real low because I'll have no competition. That's, what's, that's the great thing about monopolies. Yeah. They keep the rates low. They have to keep the rates low because otherwise people will do... Something, and he's like, "So, any questions?" Like, "No, that sounds pretty cool." All right, kill Puma, man. Yeah, he excuses all the ambassadors, and you know, Cobras tells his goons, "Like, all right, find Tony and murder him." Of course, Vadinho's hearing all of this. Yeah, so he's uh, he's like, "Oh, that Tony, he's in trouble." Cut to Jane's room. She's like, "So you're telling me the dinosaurs died off? They stopped fucking?" But basically, yeah. That's the best biological blackmail I've ever heard. And she turns he's her... Un- he's unzipping his pants. Yeah, he's unzipping his pants. She is turning over and just displaying her body for him. And he leans in, and they are just... Make out King Tony is going to town. Like, I haven't seen a tongue like this since Gene Simmons. He's about to, but the cock blockers of Cobras show up. His goons... And they attack him. Did you and notice the foley work for all these fight scenes? No, I did. All you hear is like clogs on a wooden floor, and what? What? It's great. All I know is Tony's got his pants around his ankles. He's got a <laughs> raging heart on, but he still manages to fight his way out of this. He's really good at running with his pants on his ankles. Leaves Jane to get raped or whatever. He doesn't know. He's just out of there. Yeah, he. <laughs> you're right. I didn't really consider that. Some hero, our hero is here. He bails on this woman who could also be in danger. Fortunately, in the secret passageway the Vidinho's in, there's also the circuit breaker. Yeah, so Daniel pulls right. out a screwdriver. Tony had <laughs> hidden like behind some boxes or anything, oh. but he was cornered, and they had guns and they had clubs. And but Vadino saving the day pulls out the screwdriver. We know you just put it into a circuit breaker. Boom! You can so, do anything you want. You can put a strobe light show. You can turn, but he turns the lights off. Just turns it off for long enough because somebody already knows. Somebody hit the lights with the screwdriver. I know that pop anywhere because it makes a certain pop. Right. So Puma Vision kicks in. Yep, and he's got agility for days because he's really starting. When you have an Aztec man break into your house and tell you you're a Puma man, it really brings to earth the differences about you. Like, you really start tapping into those things that make you different. The agility, the cat-like reflexes, the Puma Vision, the Puma tingling, which I don't remember them tingling. This is what I wanted to get to. But something was tingling. Exactly. But Something it was, was tingling. All the blood was going down yeah, south. So he misinterpreted it. Mm-hmm. Or he just didn't interpret it at all because his antenna wasn't up. His antenna was up. So normally, if you're a normal person and you're being chased, you don't go to the roof of the, of the house. You go downwards. You go to the outside. Yeah. But Tony, he doesn't have Puma brains, apparently, because he goes to the attic <laughs> and he punches a hole through the roof. <laughs> Climbs out. Vadino's out there. I guess he knows, like, of course he's going to do this. Yeah, so Vadino's hanging out by the, like, fountain Vidinho or whatever. Vadino knows what to do. You go out the fucking door. Yeah. 
And so Tony gets to the roof, which he has to break through the shingles, which it has like those clay, yeah, just the clay roof. Yeah, it's like an adobe. Uh, yeah, adobe. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just cracks right through them because his hands are like claws, Murray. They just mm-hmm. claws right through it, jumps on the roof, and Vadino's down there with the belt, and he's like, Tony, you got to jump, put on the belt. I'll die. Title, it's the title. It's not the belt. Oh, the oh, excuse me. Uh, Vadino... It's a title or a strap. It's not a belt. Oh, I said it. I got to take that back. So, Vadino, and this is one of the best MST3K lines in in the episode. Put it on. I'll die. Put it on. And then die. So, he fucking tosses him the belt. But would he die? He just jumped out of a building earlier in the movie and landed on his feet. Yeah. Is it only only three stories at the uh, maximum? Are you telling me this building is three stories No, I'm just saying, is that the maximum for his jump? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm questioning as well, because it's got to be higher than that if he's got Puma abilities. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. And we've already discussed, you don't need the belt to land. He already already has the cat-like reflexes. So, he could land no problem, but he's got to get him the belt. And I think, I think what it is is the it's a mental thing. Vadinho's playing with him where you're right. It's like the power was always inside of you. The belt does nothing. I think it's, just, might... it's like a thing. Like he needs to believe that the belt does something for him to do it. Well, Murray, we got to accept that the belt does do something because he catches that belt. What am I strap. supposed? To... Excuse me. Oh my title. God. What am I supposed <laughs> to do with this strap? Put it on. Finally, he puts it on. Some nice 60s sound effects happening here. And then we zoom out from his crotch. He's no longer got a hard on. His t- puma tinglings are tingling. He's got a whole new outfit on, Murray. Yeah. He's got. He's dressed like a fucking dad. He's got the docks. He's got just like a black sweatshirt with the Lucha logo. The New Balance white shoes. Not a shoes. Puma. Not a Puma. This is like a Luchador mask. Yeah. You'd think he would have Puma shoes, but no. New Balance. Uh, new Balance Velcro. Because da- he's a dad. And the little Elvis cape. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes flight. And, man, this is this the worst fucking, f- f- like, I mean, Superman had come out a year per- before. It was a lot better. Oh, yeah. Because, obviously, pro- he's just wearing a belt that has a wire on each side because he's just dangling. He's not even, like, all he had to do was lay, like they did with the, the Christopher Reeve, lay him on, like, a green table. And have, and have the rear him, like, projection. No, no. Yeah. Just this guy hanging from a wire. Now, are you... Okay with the fact that he doesn't know how to fly at all, and he's going. Aah! I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because how, how would you know how to fly instinctively? Exactly. So I Cause, really cause pumas don't fly. I, I think they don't. <laughs> I haven't been in the wild in a while, but I don't think they're known for flying. But Vadino, like you said, being the Steve James of the movie, the real brains. Yeah, he's like, you don't fly. Your mind does it. It was kind of annoying because his crash landing was him. Uh, doing a backflip. Catch me, Vadino. And Vadino stands there and catches him. But yeah, he's explaining to him, how do I'm afraid to stand up. I might just start flying again. No, 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 Tony. You do not fly. Your mind. Your mind flies. It's telekinesis. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I wish no other superhero movies ever explained it better than Puma, man. So we got to be careful around Pumas because Pumas have telekinetic powers, everybody. So be careful. Now, is this where is this where uh, does Vidinho tell Tony about the mask? I believe he does give him a little bit of information about the mask right here, and Tony is confident that Cobra has it because I think he 
channels it, he might flash into the trash. Oh, it's right here, or is it a minute later? I can't remember. Yeah, he doesn't go to the trash no, lodge yet. He goes to that in a minute. But yeah, Tony somehow knows that Cobras has the mask. I think Tom, I think Vigino, maybe because of the power of the Puma, he can sense it. Because I, the questions we have about the mask are: Is it a tool for good? Because all it does is it's mind control. Mm-hmm. It's much like in Star Wars, where we're like, "Well, the Jedi's are good, but their main power is controlling people's minds." Is that a good power? It's not. It's not. No. It's, it's evil. It's evil. No. Everything about Star Wars is fucked, and I don't get why it's as popular as it is. First three are fine. Prequels are okay. Last three, I don't even know because I will not watch them. So Tony, I mean, Vadino does explain to him. He somehow learned that Cobras has the mask and explains to him the crawl at the beginning, not crawl, but the print at the beginning of the movie. He's desecrated the mask, so now you, as the Puma Man, have to murder an eighty-year-old man. That's your that's well, your calling I mean, in life. Makes more sense. He's, he's lived a full life. Yeah. So Tony's like, "All right, I can do that." <laughs> so I'm gonna awkwardly follow Cobras in his car. We get some some more like we couldn't just have like Down Pleasant in a real car. We get more like fucking rear projection. Yeah. Remember, Tony, it's the mind. Not the muscles. It's very akin to, look, man, your uh, uh, pussy might make your brain hard, or your dick hard, but it'll What's make your brain, brain soft. Well, yeah. we learned that earlier with Jane. Yeah. Oh, that's right. His dick was very hard. Yeah. And his brain, very soft. So, Cobras, like you said, we should have just filed Cobras for a minute here. Again, another scene cut up out of MST3K right here. We should have just stayed. Yeah, it's too long. Yeah. It's, 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 MSK, whatever the fuck. Great editing skills because they know the proper things to cut out. Perfect editing in this movie. I will agree 100%. So it should have just been Cobras in his car, and he's getting calls because they all have car phones. And they're, they're like, he's, he's following you. We can see him because Tony doesn't know how to fly yet. He doesn't know how to be discreet yet. He's just fumbling around through the city streets, <laughs> and everybody notices him. So they're like, he's following you. Great. That's the decoy. We'll lead him into the trap, and then you guys will know what to do. Where do they lead him to, Murray? I was, well, I was expecting the wharfs, but it's the next best thing. It's uh, actually down in an abandoned uh, Sparks factory. They're building a new one. This is how. This is what happens overseas in Europe. Yeah. They build. We just fucking destroy it. Every, let everything go to waste. So they're even saying, like, you know, 1980, the newest Sparks factory coming soon. And. All his goons are sitting there waiting. They're hiding behind boxes. Shh, 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 shh. And then he's like, whoa! And then comes down, <laughs> oh and the God. trap is set. Oh, it's so good. But, you know, Tony's Tony's smart enough not to just charge right at them. So he's kind of like doing... I don't think he knows how to charge at them at this point. Good point. He's just fumbling. He's like dog paddling. Yeah, so he's like... Hopping around everywhere And they're shooting at him And missing He hasn't figured out That he can phase into objects yet Well yeah That's, he's that's just, day two He's just uh, Using his tremendous leaps As they like to call them And Doing a little zippy flying Here and there And eventually He takes out all the goons And leaves one guy With a nice big old mustache uh, 8 out of 10 mustache It's pretty good Wow Yeah Grabs him and, and carries him up To the like 100 feet in the air and he's like, tell me where the mask is. I don't know nothing about no mask. All right. Well, then I'm going to drop you. 
Ah, and he slowly falls by the green screen. Yeah. Ah. They can't. Even, they don't even have it, so it looks like he's falling straight down. It's on an angle. <laughs> it's so fun. He's going down a slide with the green screen behind and him. And then Tony grabs him when he's 50 feet up. All right, I'll tell you. It's in a mansion somewhere, but I can't tell you more than that. Anybody <laughs> who goes to the mansion has their mind wiped, and so my brain can't remember what it was in the mansion. I just know it was a mansion. And we all know there's only three mansions in all of London. One has a, the Queen has... One is Michael Caine's house. Yeah. And the third one is Colbrace's headquarters. Yeah, of course. So I don't know what the big deal is. I figured that out. So now that Tony has this new information, he returns to Vidinho, and he's like, I found out it's in a mansion somewhere. There's probably, I'm not kidding when I put on this whiny tone. This is Tony. There's probably a Moni. What did I say? Moni is more like Moni. I like it, Murray, with your dad jokes uh, over here. See my new balances? <laughs> Those are new new balances. I love them. You're, you're getting white all over my floor. Could you please stop, though? Gym appropriate shoes next time. And so he tells Vla- Va- about Vadino. He's like, there's a million. I don't know what to do. I quit. I don't want to be the Puma. Take the strap off me. Hey, put, it on a, put it on a fucking pole match. I don't care. I don't want it. Was I supposed to say something? <laughs> so Vadimio is like, you have more powers, and we're going to find your new powers. Let's go to this warehouse. Very cool, very calm, very collect. Vadimio is Well, his, his job is to basically train the, the every like – His father was probably the high priest that trained his, his father. Yeah. So, yeah. His job is to babysit Tony. Yeah. Moni, if you will. Moni. Yeah, so uh, follow me back. They're probably waiting at my house for me, wondering where... This is a line right from the... They're probably waiting for me at my house right now, wondering why I'm late. Don't worry. We'll go to my fuck shack. I mean, we'll go to my place. The old abandoned warehouse. On on the riverfront. On the riverfront. Love it. And so before they do it, they have to kneel in prayer. They need to say grace to the Puma (laughs) God. And Tony's kind of scoffing at it. Yeah. What? Uh, Why aren't they down here helping us if they're so powerful? Because each man is a god. Each man is free. We need to do some things for ourselves. Well, Vidinho says some straight. Respect. Yeah. It's like show respect to the the Puma gods. And that shuts him down. Yeah. Now, Neil, like he's talking to a dog. And it works. When he talks with his commanding voice instead of the cool, calm voice, Tony knows exactly what Vidinho says. So he comes over and kneels next to him. Is your brain clear, brother? I think so. Okay. Concentrate real hard on the mansion. Doesn't know what the mansion is, but he's concentrating real hard on mansions. So I guess he's just imagining giant like front rooms, spiraling staircases, chandeliers, butlers. You know, all that sh- mansion shit. Right. And it works. Well, well, they start chanting, every man is a god, yeah. every man is free. Yeah. Every man, that's their mantra. Yeah. And then Tony slips into a psychedelic music video. He goes to the trash lodge. He goes to that parallel world. That, yeah. That we, we, you know, Neil Breen showed it to us. Yep. It's a trashier version of our world. There must be, in Vidinho's uh, little necklace he always wears, there must be a fucking die in that thing or something. Because there we know that die has all kinds of powers and there all that. So I think that's what's happening with the necklace. I think the die is in the base of the gold mask. Oh. I think there's one in the belt buckle, too, maybe. There's a lot. That's what's allowing Tony to travel in here. 
So and Tony's he's going like, through. Yeah. He's just like, he's like astral projecting. He's like, what's going on? I'm confused. What? Dad, help me. Tony. Or Tony. Fidinho, please. And he pops back out and he comes to and he just sits down next to Fidinho and he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I almost got lost in the nothingness. I'm a baby over here. I, I don't. How am I supposed to do this? And then he just ate a, a plate of spinach. I thought that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, no more books. And he just threw a book. <laughs> he's mocking Vidinho when they walk in because Vidinho just got like a sheet on the ground. And he's like, do you sleep there? Gross. Vidinho tells him, it's not how you sleep, brother. It's how you wake up. It's really smart. Everyone should take take that to heart. But apparently he did learn how to teleport through this Trash Lodge excursion. I, I believe that's true, yeah. And so he's like, maybe my buddy Martin from earlier in the movie, the mailman, policeman, meter Fire, maid, I don't know what the fuck firefighter. he was. I'm going to say he was a meter maid because he looked like that was his His job. uniform said meter maid. His truck said firefighter. His boots said uh, fucking fisherman. And he just pops into the little old truck that Martin has. And Martin, he's kind of like, he takes it with, with grace. He's like, hey, where you been, Tony? Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, I haven't heard of any uh, other Americans dying. Are you? What's with your outfit? What's going on here, man? Got a whole new look going to you. And he's like, look, I don't have time to explain. Do you have a, one of those position indicators that I need? You know you know what I'm talking about. Well, sure, right here, mate. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's Australian for a second. And he pulls like, a cigar out of because he's like, do you have a transistor and receiver? Oh, you mean a po- – Tony, you mean a position indicator. Now tell me what's going on with this garb. What is it? I'm the Puma Man. What? The Sandwich Man? What is that? That's a completely different bag. How did he get Sandwich Man from Puma Man? It's just a joke. I, I don't know. It's just fun. One. That's not even a dad joke. That's, that's, I don't know what that's that a Martin joke. Yeah. So Martin has no friends. So, yes. So he gives Tony a position indicator. And then, like, they're going so slow that Tony literally walks out of the moving car. (laughs) But they're going fast enough that Martin crashes his fucking car. He's going, like, under five miles an hour. Oh, yeah. And he gets out and shakes his fist at uh, Tony, and Tony just smiles at him. And Tony uh, just teleports back to Vidinho. Oh, or no, actually, he walks up there because he had to walk up there because once he gets outside that warehouse, bong, the Puma senses tingle. Cobras, guys have shown up. Apparently, they had a they had a position indicator on Tony. I don't know how they found I don't know. Him. Yeah, I don't know. So all hell breaks loose. Tony starts. Vidinho's cheerleading him on. You yeah, know? Vidinho, uh, we all know, ninjas know this as well. Even uh, Michael Dudikoff and Steve James know nets are the most dangerous weapons, especially when you're a Puma man, especially when you're a Vidinho man, because Vidinho got caught in a net. And uh, they're trying to get Vidinho to yell for Tony, to be like, come on in, Tony, everything's cool. But yeah, it, it's a total trap they got set up for him. Well, he isn't captured yet because he's still cheering him on. Because oh, no, he's captured. No, he's not. He gets out, like, a second later, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Murray, 10,004 times. Okay. Well, so he's just cheering him on, you know, because this is his job to babysit. Yeah. You're doing good, patting him on the head. Tony has learned his uh, his phasing ability at mastered this point. It. And, yeah, you're right. He's mastered it. So he's 
just toying with these guys. He's flipping around. He's flying. You hear him just like doing jumps. There's not quite the $6 billion man sound effect, but it's something similar. Just a little off key. So like a video game, these are the 10-point villains. He takes them out, and then the 25-point villains show up in their cars. Yeah, two, two cars roll up. And now we get just a bunch of shots of, like, close-ups of guns firing and then things that the guns are supposedly hitting uh, off in the distance. But not a Tony. They're not hitting any Tonys. And we've got to point out, here he goes, am I bulletproof? Uh, no. That's the one Puma power you don't have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he grabs a car, flips it over. Vadino's you know, just watching this with a huge smile. Get him, Tony! Yeah, yeah! It's a car. What? And then he's like, Tony, you have another power. It's in your hands. Your hands are claws. <laughs> and then Tony just like a can opener, just rips the fucking roof off of a car. Grabs a couple of heads and bashes them together like a couple coconuts. And everybody's taken out. And, to- and Vadimio's like a proud papa. Yeah. And he's like, Tony, the gods are going to help us. Greg pulls out his necklace. Oh yeah, oh, they take off and then, but he's beat the sh- he had the shit kicked out of Medina. Yeah. I think he he took it to like so to get to get fired uh, Tony fired up. Yes, yeah, to give him some kind of motivation because he's feckless. And he's like, "Don't worry about it." He's like, "He's like your beautiful face, Medina. Don't worry about it. I got it covered." Pulls out his his necklace, rubs his face with it. And it magically heals his face. Right. So it's like, where do we go from here? Because Tony is now, he, he's got his position indicator, so he's like, okay, Vadino, here's my plan. I'm going to disappear again because I have no plan. And sure enough, he disappears. Well, what we learn is, and then they totally forget about it, he says how, because he can't find the mansion, he's got he's to yes. been to a place to teleport to. Yes. So I guess since he's seen Jane's car... He can teleport to it. That's got to be it. As, as far as we know, the Puma logic that's happening here, that's exactly it. He has <laughs> seen Jane's car once, so he knows how to shoot into it. And Jane, she's even wearing a crazier outfit. She's oh, wearing my a, God. She's wearing like a leather skull cap. I don't know yes. what's going on. It's her driving cap. Yes. And she's got she's got great poofy curly hair, and like you have a little flocks of hair pulled popping out of it and just tucked under the chin. And then even when she gets out later, she's got like four-inch fucking boot heels on and a full trash lodge, you know, form-fitting uniform. Yeah, she's she's uh, working for Cobras right now, so she's got her uniform, her work, work clothes. As we've been alluding to, the the Cobras worm is deep in her brain. Well, he's got he's got a bust of her, of course. Oh, God, it was the most frightening bust I've ever seen. <laughs> Tony's actually looked pretty good, but hers was, like, frightening. <laughs> and I'll get her with a stroke or something. And, he, yeah, like, she's, like, she that's wants. Ju- that's just how Cobra sees her because right. she uh, denied him. Oh, okay. Denied yeah. his advances? Yes. Because we know she's in love with uh, Tony. She's known him all of, like, an hour or two. She spent yeah. that much time with him. So, she, you know, it's love. Now, how much of that actually is her attraction to Tony? Because she's been under Cobra's mind control for the longest it's time. Oh, that's what stopped. That's what. That's why she's fighting the power because it's, it's her love for Tony. Yeah. Because they're driving, and she's like, she can feel like Cobra's is probably like, "You will do what I say. Mm-hmm. Kill the Puma Man. Keep your hands at ten and two. And do she, not look down." 
and I guess Tony senses something's wrong with her, or she did she reveal that she's being controlled? I don't remember. Yeah, she, uh, you know, Tony's trying to ask her where Cobras is keeping the mask. I can't tell you. She stopped the car, everybody. She's not still driving. She's pulled over to have this conversation. Look, you got to get out of here, and you got to help me, but you got to get out of here. The Cobras' guys are right behind me. He's hijacked my brain, Tony. And he's like, oh, uh, shit, um, okay. But he very quickly, during all of this, he pulls out that position indicator, and he pops half of it in her car, right right in the back seat, under under the, the driver's seat, you know? And then he just teleports away. So, you know, the Cobras' guys, like, check on Jane, and they're like, we saw him in your car. But she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He wasn't in here. Well, Cobras wants to talk to you. So they take her back to the mansion. And Cobra Ace is grilling her. What did he want? How did he disappear? Jane's like, I don't give a fuck. This is the man of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not betraying him. And this is something that was cut from MST3K. I don't know. This shouldn't have been cut. This, they, they, she's not back in the lab right now. They're talking on one of the car phones. And Cobra's is like, you're, you're, you're not doing my will rights now, Jane. And so he forces, like, a record needle into the bus head. Yeah. Oh. He's, like, looking behind the golden mask. That's how he controls them. And then there's, yeah, there's, like, a giant record needle that goes into the top of that. It's going at 33 and a third RPMs. Yes, of course. And it's, it controls her more? I don't know what the point of this was. I, I'm, I'm learning so much about the brain because, apparently, if you, you can play the brain like a vinyl record. Right. And if you spin it at 33 revolutions per minute, you'll pick up... Uh, you can force things into the brain. Midgets, it's 45. <laughs> Damn it, that's a good joke, and, and I hate you. And so <laughs> oh, it's, 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 uh, she's struggling, and he's like, he commands her to bring back the members of the International Security Services Commission, which is the guys from earlier. Which Yeah, but now they're not going to go to the Dutch ambassador's house. No, they're they're going to go mansion. to his mansion. Right. Oh, they're going to go to Cobras' turf. That's just what Tony needs because mm-hmm. he's put the position indicator in Jane's car. Yep. So we got Jane going back to uh, Cobras' mansion, and you got Tony and Vidinho right behind them, sneaking behind trees and everything because Vidinho's good at that. Or they're tiptoeing. So he's teaching Tony how to tiptoe and everything. And they're, they notice Jane, and they're like, hey, who are those guys? And they notice those Security Service Commission guys showing yeah, up. A bunch of high-ranking officers, but whatever would they be doing here? I better get in there, Vadinho. And so Tony phases in and starts eavesdropping because Cobras lets him in, puts him in his finest dining hall with this very interesting-looking mirror that doesn't look suspicious at all no. at the end of it. It's like a funhouse mirror. It's like a funhouse mirror. And it's also a two-way mirror. And we see that Cobrace is behind the mirror looking in on them. They can't see him, obviously. It's a two-way mirror. I'm glad you guys are all comfortable. I'll excuse myself <laughs> so you can what he talk. <laughs> he was like, I have to leave right now. Don't worry. I'll be back. I wouldn't want to persuade you, gentlemen, <laughs> in your decision about giving all the control of energy in Europe yes. to me. So I'll excuse myself. Enjoy the hospitality. My finest Vinnies will be My served. finest cold cuts. Yes. But, yeah, he goes to the other side of that two-way mirror. And he starts working on him with his fucking golden mask. 
<laughs> and we see the fuck the mass like the mirror's vibrating and shit from the power. They don't notice this for some reason. Uh yeah. And they're just talking Man, that Cobras is really pleasant. I really like him. It's if he had a normal name, it'd be Donald Pleasance, because he's just so pleasant. I like that. Is it now is Tony watching it or is Vadinho? I don't remember. I know Tony was listening, but I feel like Vadinho. This is another. Scene Vidinho that found I don't another think hidden. Every one of these. This is this is, how, this is how you know what a mansion is. They always have hidden like walkways. Hit, yeah, shit. behind you pull like down the, the candle with the eye holes cut yeah. out. You look through. And he knows them all. So the all the officers like get up to leave, and Cobras is really pleased. And I'm like, why? Like it doesn't sound like anything happened here. We only heard them say yeah. like he's pretty okay. The cold cuts were great. Chef Boyardee out of a can in a mug is fantastic. Well, it's the first step, I guess, in his plan. So he's happy. It went according to plan. Yeah. And he just started. Cobras is down there like, I'm so close to controlling the world with the power of this mask. Giddy with power. Couldn't he just make a bust of all the world leaders? Yes, he could. <laughs> because he has a whole like library of like busts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Didn't Maybe George... it's just like he likes the he likes the power of toying with people and like I don't know what his plan is. First of it. all, rest in peace, Donald Rumsfeld, you piece of shit. Second of all, didn't George W. Bush move on to make uh, do paintings of people? Yes, horrible paintings of people. Do you see what this connection is? He's got the fucking Puma mask. He's got the Aztec mask, and he's doing paintings, and he's going to try to control the world leaders. Oh my. Q, get on this. War criminal George W. Bush, still at large, trying yeah. to control the world. We still remember. We didn't forget because of Trump. We remember yeah. George. Yeah, piece of shit. You murdered people. Yeah. For oil, just like Cobrace. This is all too real. Oh, so my Cobrace God. is giddy his powers. Like, you know what? I'm going to have Jane kill Puma, man. I just, I, just, for, just for shits and giggles. I mean, he, that is his goal. He did point out his goal earlier in the movie was to kill the Puma Man, who he knows is Tony. So, but he, but he's he's sadistic because he knows that Jane loves Puma Man. Yeah, so he could have somebody else do it, but he is. Right. Yeah, so he calls Jane in into his his lair, this is his gold mask lair mm-hmm. with all the heads, and then he's like, "You will kill Puma Man for me." Puma Man shows up, right? Yeah, Puma Man is about to show up here. He's lurking in the background as uh, Cobras is working over Jane. So she's like comatose. At the, she's eyes wide open, but nothing's going on behind him. I read those eyes. She doesn't have the veil on anymore. I was reading those eyes. And he, he's giving her a gun, and she's looking down Janie's at it. Janie's got a gun. Janie's got a gun. Hmm? A little inspiration for Aerosmith right uh, there. That song's all about Puma Man. People don't know that. That's mm-hmm. why it was a hit song. That is why. And she's a struggling. Yeah, she. Tony's walking up and she's so pulling the gun. Yeah, he's. Oh my god! And she's. And you see that that horrible, <laughs> fucking bus are cracking under the power. <laughs> it's getting more disturbing by the minute. Yeah, and so Donald, uh, excuse me, Cobras is yelling at Jane. Shoot him, Miss Dobson. Shoot him now. And she turns the gun into the air just as she's about to squeeze the trigger and fires one off up into the ceiling. And you're right, Donald is behind the mask trying to control Tony now. And and you see, that's, that's the thing, it's creating a bust of Tony. It's actually Tony's real face, he's superimposed. You're but it's, right. It's creating He's a not bust. making them. It just immediately created yeah. as soon as it was turned on him. Right. Okay. 
I'm sure he can still try to make the bus himself, but I was wondering where that bus came from. Because it wasn't there a minute ago, then the mass looks at him. That's that's part of the mass power. It can just make awful busts of people. Right. It goes into the trash right. lodge, and three-year-olds construct this bus. It's like a 3D uh, uh, copier. Printer? Yeah, printer. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Copier printers. Okay. Oh, no, no. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I wasn't laughing at you. And, I was laughing at the premise because yeah. it's great. You're, you're right. That, 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 that probably inspired them to make 3D printers. This movie. If that's, that's, a, that's what the needle does, I think. It makes the oh, fucking that, thing. Everything about this just makes sense. So Tony, using his agility, and by that I mean he walks at Cobras, and then he lurches at this force field that he yes. has now. And it, it's just, it's so strong that he can't get through can't it. Close, like, yeah, he's scratching at he's it. He's literally, he like, shrieking, like, yeah, oh, it hurts, it harms me. So, yeah, so it, it might, maybe it's his kryptonite. It's the Pumanite. I mean, we do know about that little fucking slide computer thing inside the mask. Maybe it says, hey, if you need to take out the Pumaman, this is how you do it. So we know he can phase, but he's like, fuck that. He Kool-Aid man's a wall. He just... Barges through a wall. Yeah, he did. Oh well, yeah. What we, I think, what we learned here was that it took his powers. That's what Cobra seems to think. It did. Yes, it did. I don't know how, but it did. Because I, I think, I think what it was when it made the bust. That's it the, took his powers. Yeah, just sucked him up and put him into the bust. That makes sense to me. So he escapes by running through a wall. Yeah, and oh man, and Cobra is just like, I'm going to destroy your powers. Pumaman, Pumaman. But he still has his powers because he flies. Yeah. But it's, it's it's a little more erratic. Maybe he's like, he hasn't lost them yet. He's losing them. Yeah. He's draining him. It's slipping. I like this. I like this. And it's looking like it's the end of our Pumaman. And, of course, Vadinho, he's all, it's like it's like a kite for him. You know, he's always within a string. And like you said, like, he's like Michael Myers or Jason. He can just teleport. Yeah. yeah. He can just, <laughs> Somehow walks, but he meet, he's like he meets up with uh, Tony. Yeah, Tony makes a crash landing into like the third story of some building, and you get to see him like clawing oh, through bricks. bricks. Yeah. yeah, and he hap- he he he's got no more strength in his arms. He just pulled bricks apart with his hands, but right. he's lost. That's like it. He's out of battery, yeah. and so Vadino has to quickly run up this yeah, building, he's like from a ledge, three flights. He pulls him inside of the building. And it, oh my god! Every it's this is gloom, this is gloomy, it's gloomy shit right here. Yeah. So Cobra, he's not done yet. He's got the bust now, so he's controlling Tony. He's like Tony, kill yourself. You know you want to kill yourself. And Vadino is just sitting him down. He's throwing little cool buckets of water in Tony's face. Tony, I need you to breathe calmly. And Tony, he's back to being a full-on bitch again. He's just like, Vadino, here's the thing. I just don't – I don't think I like being alive anymore. I think I want to kill myself. Yeah, very chill suicidal yeah. tendencies. I've got – I got, just want a Pepsi. I just want a Pepsi. And Vadino's like, no, brother. The sugar and the high fructose corn syrup, that's what will really get you. That's bullshit right there. I want you to kneel with me. I told you I want to kill myself. Kneel with me. Each man is a god. Each man is free. free. Each man is a god. Each man is free. And Cobras, he is focusing that mass, and the mirror is wobbling so hard. He's resisting me. Goons, go out there. 
get him. He somehow the mass has given his location away. Like it's GPS as well. Yeah, I think he can see through Tony's eyes now. I think that's what it is. That that's fine. I mean, yeah. if Tony was able to teleport based on seeing a car, no matter where that car is, he can teleport. I'm fine with his mass giving away his location. I'm I'm cool with that. So the goons they head over. But Tony, you know... You didn't see the... I think they even cut this out of the Mystery Science Theater and what we watched. There was a moment when he's in the force field, he slips a position indicator into Tony's pocket. (laughs) So... A transmitter and receiver? Both, yeah. (laughs) So, Tony, you know, he's ready to kill himself. Fatino, he's calmed him down with with the mantra. He's like, Tony, we can kill you. You have the power in you. You didn't know that? Ten minute of death power. Yeah. Come Every on. Every Puma has that. Come on. You're such a bitch. So he goes outside, and he lays them down. Again, they found another abandoned warehouse. This one was like on an abandoned train track, too. Yeah. So they lay him down, and they're like, just breathe, brother. Breathe. And boom. Tony's dead. Heart stops. <laughs> Everything. So the goons arrive. Cobra's goons arrive and immediately notice him. Well, they, they they did a nice like trap they set because they busted a hole through the ceiling of the house to make it look like he fell through the building and mm-hmm. crashed. So it was it was a nice touch. Oh my god! Oh my god! I forgot about the scene where Vadino has to tackle him because it was like a it was after they did the whole prayer and everything that yeah. Tony's like I need to lose a, a, a my urge to live, and Vadino because he's probably a hundred pounds heavier and like. A foot taller than uh, Tony, he has to fucking calm him down. He pins him to the ground, and then he goes one step further, and you will not appreciate this. He Ronnie Garvin's him. He pins him by sitting, him? sitting on his chest with his testicles right on fucking Tony's face, and that's how he calms him into ten minute death. I want to die too if I had Ronnie Garvin's nuts on my face. Yeah, he did do. He flashed his fist up in the air too. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I miss Ronnie. He did have he had his hair similar to Ronnie. Too. Yes, he did. Oh my god, Frankenstein. So uh, Cobra's goons arrive. We got the we got the trap set. Tony's dead. He's, he's probably in minute seven or eight of the death here, <laughs> and they really sell it because this, no pun intended, would have bugged the shit out of me. They have a bug to show you that he's dead. There's a bug crawling on Tony's face. Yeah, like in his nose and on his eye and everything. Oh, and he's got his eyes wide open. <laughs> Good acting, Tony. But they got a guy there who knows how to read a heartbeat, so he's in there. Right. And he's checking the pulse, and he's like, this guy's got no pulse. Puts the mirror up to his mouth. Goes, I'll see no fog. No fog. They go over. To- <laughs> they go over. They call in Cobras. Boss, um, Grabs it does rubs his dick, see if it gets hard. <laughs> He's like, no erection. He's dead. It's got to be dead. Oh, man. So they call in Cobras, and they're like, boss, uh, we're pretty sure he's dead. We checked his pulse. It's not doing shit. He lifted his arm three times. It, it fell three times. Did you check to see if he got a boner? We did. We worked that dick yeah. hard. We put his finger in some warm water. Did not urinate on himself. Did not we urinate. Did all the tricks. He did shit himself, but as we know, <laughs> yeah. when you die, you shit yourself. Yeah. And Cobras, mm. that sounds. Do you want me to shoot him? No. Mm. We have to make it look like an accident. Why? I don't know. We've been murdering people left and right. 
but now we have to make Throwing them out the window because that looks like an accident. Yes. That seriously, that was the logic. It looked like an accident when we threw people, despite everyone knowing people were being thrown out the window. And Goon's like, "All right, whatever you say." They so, hop in their Jaguar. They got nice touch. They're driving a Jaguar. Yeah, He's a Puma man. <laughs> I didn't put that connection. Oh, that's great. But the goons, like, as they get in their car, they get suspicious. We had to draw out this scene for longer. Like, we had to feel the full ten minutes yes. of Tony being dead because the goons yeah. go back a second right. and third time <laughs> to make sure. Squeezes his balls. Tony's like, mm-hmm. he's, just like he's like, he's dead. You can't take a ball squeeze like that. Yeah, now he's got two flies on his face, so they're like, that's two bugs. That's two too many. He's got to be dead. Got to be dead. And they'd fuck off. So, Vadinho, now now that they have gone, he comes over. He Vadinho gets very dark now. I love Vadinho, <laughs> man. This is Vadinho finally getting to live his life because he goes over to Tony. Live hugs his life. End his life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Tony, I'm so proud of you. You did a great job. But your your powers are gone. You're a man now. So, sit here and let the adults take care of the mission. And Tony's still whining. But I got to go help for Jane. How will I ever get a hot piece of ass if I don't save Jane? Vadinho's like, I don't know what to tell you. While he's doing this, he's making a suicide vest out of dynamite. And where he got the dynamite, I don't know. But and maybe that's plan B. <laughs> and he's like, 72 virgins, here I come. Whoa. And, and uh, Tony's like, no, Vadinho, you can't do that. Let, I won't allow it. Let me join you on the mission. I can, like... Stand and get I can in the light way? the dynamite. I can <laughs> light the dynamite. And he's like, "No, brother, I, I, this is my mis- mission for me." And he knocks Tony out. Yeah, because Tony is just so he wants to go so bad, just to be in the way. That's all Tony's gonna do is be in the way. So Vitino's like, "Brother, I hope you can forgive me." And he just looks down to the side, and then he turns around and quickly sucker punches Tony, and then ties him to a coffin. On the top of it. Mm, very symbolic. I, yeah. So Vidinho makes it back to the mansion. He's just nonchalantly just putting dynamite everywhere. Putting it like, like it's like an Easter egg hunt. He's putting yeah. it in a bird's nest. Perfect description of how he's <laughs> placing this dynamite. Like it's it's not structurally sound play, you know, that you need but to knock out. it's enough to blow a, a mile like crater. That's right According to him. Yeah. According to him. I don't know how well he's versed on dynamite, but we'll see. So he immediately gets caught. As far as we know, maybe he did get more, and they just decided to spare us from watching him go around the mansion for an hour placing dynamite. So they're like, hey, boss, they radio uh, a cobra. Hey, boss, we got the guy out here. Put him, position him. And then (laughs) I don't know why this scene needed to happen because he has closed-circuit TV camera somewhere. So he's in his lair. They invented Skype. He's in his lair watching Vadinho, mm-hmm. and he's like... They're having a conversation with each other. <laughs> and it's just like, why is this happening? Yeah. He's like, bring him in. I want... They're asking, what are you doing here? I need the mask. You cannot have it. You are desecrating it. I must return it to the Andes Mountain. Yes. Exactly. All right. Bring him in here. And as they bring him in, Vadinho spots Jane. He's like... Tony's alive. She doesn't. How does she doesn't know he's dead? I didn't know she knew. Well, unless Cobra, or maybe she was standing in the background or something. But 
This affirmation does help Jane. Her eyes light up for the first time She's in a while. She's got a reason to live. She's got a... Oh, boy. That's that's real sad. The real shame of this movie is Jane thinks... Her, she loses her will to live when Tony is supposedly dead. All right, so they put... I thought they were going to go face-to-face here. No. But, no, they put Vadinho in the meeting room where we saw the ambassadors. Yeah, with the funhouse mirror. Yeah. And... He start the Cobra gets behind the gold mask. He's gonna he's gonna beat it out of Vadinho. Yeah. Why do you want the mask? What are you here for? What is your mission? What is your favorite color? And Vadinho's is like Serenity now. Serenity now. Each Every man, man is a god. god. Each, Each man, man is free. free. And then Vadinho's like even though the mantra is stopping the mind control of the golden mask, yeah, but he's he's pretending like oh, he's yeah. being turned. Sell job on Vadinho. Seriously, hero of the movie, Steve James of the movie, right here, Vadinho. He realizes he's got a new plan. He he's so good at improvising, so he drops the the dynamite belt and he hands it to the guy. But they're coming in now. They're getting closer to him with their guns. So he fucking pulls a fucking Jackie Chan move, chops guns out of their hands, flip toss, hip toss, fucking suplexes a guy onto a chair. Oh, my God. It looked like he broke his neck, too. Pulls out a bang snap he had in his lip, throws it at the mirror. The mirror shatters into a million pieces. Jesus Christ, not just the mirror. That fucking whole <laughs> wall was blown apart. And his lab is right there, too. So it's like you got this big And like, even like Cobra's like, fuck. He's like all fucked up. He got smoke on him and shit. Yeah. This is, this, I, I fucking love this scene. That was crazy. And so uh, for some reason, he doesn't run into the lab. Like, Vadinho runs into like the hallway to the left. And that's where he's getting surrounded now by all the goons and everything. But well, you got to remember, also, because of the explosion, Jane's bust gets busted. And she busts Tony's bust to bust his bust bust. Murray, I could not have said that so well. <laughs> that was like the tongue twister of all tongue <laughs> yeah. twisters. And that r- returns Tony's powers because his bust is busted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we've gone back to him a few times during this whole last scene with Vidinho and just seen him struggling under the ropes. I can't get out. I'm so sad. I want to die again. But now his bust has busted. He's fucking ready to bust free. And he immediately runs for the first wall, teleports through. And oh my God, MST3 call. T3K calls this the Hell Nita moment. They go back to back, Vadinho and Puma Man, and they just start busting fucking heads. It's like it's like uh, the '60s Batman show. Bam, wham! They're just uh, Vadinho like grabs uh, uh, Tony by the waist and he kicks the yes. guy. So good! Oh my god! And the happiest music is playing while these people they're just getting their neck snapped and shit. And yeah, the happy music is playing. Fucking Vadinho, no selling everything. The guy did. A serious fucking drop kick on him, and he fucking hawked on him. He was so good. I, I seriously, I do love this action scene right here. It's so good. Oh man, and they're they're just kicking through all these guys, and then finally Tony, he's like, I gotta get that Cobras. So he gets back into the lab, and he's slowly stalking up on Cobras, who's you know behind his layer as usual, yeah, behind his mask, but not really. He's kind of lurking, kind of above it. Yeah. And he puts the force field back on. But Tony is ready for it this time. Yeah. He's learned a thing or two. I mean, it's the same skills he had before, but he's learned not to walk into the energy field. Yeah, he just phases up through the ground, the floor, right? Smart, yeah. He goes down and comes back up. 
and he's, it, he's beats the shit out of this poor old man. He's just pummeling an 80-year-old. He's trying to. Donald Pleasance is dodging him like he is one of the agents from the Matrix. <laughs> it was stupendous. And Tony is grabbing like... We, we've we seen you peel a car apart. We've seen you fucking shred sh- bricks apart. Like, even John claude can't shred bricks apart with his hand. Uh, but yeah, Donald Pleasance is eluding all these attacks. And he, fu- he slips away somehow, and then Tony can't keep track of he him. He slips away because there's a trap, trap door, door on the floor. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I didn't notice that. That was yeah. sleight of hand on Donald Pleasance in this movie. is fantastic. And he runs, gets to the chopper! And he gets in the chop. Unfortunately, we don't have Wang and his bazooka. Not no. Wang, but I forget what that guy's name was from Cage 2. And, uh, oh, Tan? No, that's a baseball Ushima, player. Oshima. Oshima or something, something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, go listen. And uh, so the, tel- the chopper takes off, but Puma make it fly like, 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 like every Puma can do. So he's literally swimming. He's breaststroking. He's yeah. doing a breaststroke at him. And he's eluding bullets while he's doing that because apparently this helicopter has guns as well. Yes, it does. Um, he gets, like, literally, uh, Cobras bumps the Puma Man with the helicopter a few times as yeah. if it was a car playing chicken on the road or something. Wait, that's a different game. But, yeah, cars bumping each other on the road. And so or Tony's, bumper cars. Tony's, <laughs> yeah, or bumper cars. <laughs> I don't know why I, I went further away from that. So... Tony uh, is getting bumped around and everything. He's getting shot at. But finally, finally, he gets into the helicopter and struggles, <laughs> struggles to get control well, of it. Cobra is f- fear of his life. You get that superpower. That's got to be up. And but he he manages to steer it right into like a like an electrical. <laughs> yeah, train. I don't know. It, it steers it into the ground. It happens to also hit. This was his comeuppance because he was an energy man. He. Went right into an energy tower. Uh, yeah, yeah, he landed right into a uh, uh, wind turbine. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And, uh, he, and you know, he didn't. You know how he died? He got cancer. <laughs> so it's done. We killed the. We 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 go to Stonehenge somewhere. I don't know where. The mini version of Stonehenge. I think it's actually Spinal Tap Stonehenge. They're very they're very small. Yeah. yeah, they were at an amphitheater, so they were going to play there. They got up the real Stonehenge. Well, the. Better fake Stonehenge. Virginio, he's got the mask. He's ready to just give it back to the to the the, the elders, the aliens, the aliens, whatever. yeah, the Puma people. And he's it's a very this is like high priest. This is a, he's gonna commune with the aliens. This is very important to Virginio. Yeah, Tony doesn't give a fuck at all. Hey, hey, Virginio, Virginio, check it out. I got Jane back. She's giving me a handy while I talk to you right now. Over the pants. Respect. And then just sh- fucking immediately goes limp. He's like, ah! Show respect for the Puma gods, Puma man. Come. Kneel. Kneels. And Jane gets- already kneeling. She was blowing Tony at the time. <laughs> but he kneels as well. And then we see that that, that Christmas ornament. Well, everything gets dark. Mm-hmm. They, they power over the... They can make an eclipse happen. Maybe the, thing, the ship is so big it's making an eclipse. It's got to be it. And they take the mask, and they either, they take it back to the Andes. They keep it. Maybe they realize this this mask makes no sense. We need to keep it out of the hands of humans. I you think they would just be like, we're gonna take it and not leave it on Earth? They still haven't told us why it's here to begin with. 
Yeah, what's its purpose besides controlling people? It is a position indicator. Oh, it's good for them. Yeah. Okay. That's all it is. It's got to be. So when they're two light years out, they can catch the blips and know that Earth is okay, still so around. So then they must be taking it back to the Andes then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're going to take it back to the Andes. And Puma Man, uh, Tony, he's like, Fadinho, what's going to happen to you? I thought you were going to like be uh, uh, like film us fucking or Does something. Does the gold mask get desecrated every generation? Is that why we need a Puma Man? It has to be. So this was like his, his turn. Yeah, because it was... Each uh, these last two generations, there's been need of a Puma man. So yeah, that has to yeah. be the story. So they're gonna take it back to the Andes, and Vadino's like, I'm going with them, but not really with them. I'm going back to the Andes to be with the mask. And they they could have set the sequel up by having Indiana Jones, who we now know is in the Andes, looking for it, yeah. finding it, and taking it again. I would have been happy with that. It could go to the Nazi vault that we see, you know, or whatever that was in the end of the one Indiana Jones movie. The Nazi ball? Vault. Vault. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't a Nazi vault. It was an American. I didn't know what kind of vault it was. That's what I was saying. It was a vault. It was a warehouse. Warehouse. Okay. Splitting hairs. Not really. Okay. So, Vidinho's like, look, I know you want to get to banging, but if you need to do, when you knock this broad up, send your kid to me. I'm going to teach him all about the Puma knowledge. Maybe not to be a bitch like you, Tony. God, you suck. And he's like, I can do that. And then he grabs uh, grabs Jay, and they fly up, and they fucking in midair or something. I don't know. Yeah, she she says, oh, what are we going to do up here? She's giggling. Fuck, again, that Joker smile of hers, ear to ear, just um, so happy. What are we doing up here, Tony? Well, how else do you think you make little Puma men? Yeah, they're going to fuck right up. They like up, hovering above and the like, stone. And like, like, I'm going to get out of here because I don't want to get any debris on me. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, boy. It's just going to drop right down. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So there you have it. Puma Man. Oh, man. Fantastic. Great nostalgic trip for me. I had a lot of fun. It definitely needs scenes cut out. MST3K, like I said, three episodes worth revisiting. This is one of them. Griff, what a great start to Not So Superhero Month. I can't think of a better way to start it. I can think of a better way to continue it. Uh, yeah, I could see this being a good continue. I'm just rambling. Why am I rambling? Because this isn't your wheelhouse. I'm usually the guy who wraps things up. You're the starter. You're the, I'm the closer. You're the starter. That sounds accurate. Uh, we're going to do a little... We're going in the world of DC, but not Batman, not Superman, not Wonder Woman, not people, not a character most people know, but a character that's way better than Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. We've actually only done what uh, Batman movies, right? Yes, and that's probably all we're ever going to do. Wow, is there anybody else who could really? Who else has got movies outside of Batman? I can't think of anybody else. I can think of one person, and his name is. Swamp Thing. Ooh, swamp. That's right, people. We're doing Wes Craven's 19, I want to say 82, maybe 81, what? Swamp Thing. Wes Craven. From Friday, uh, not Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, okay. he directed this. I was going to say, he's the Friday, Friday, Friday. No, wait. he's the Nightmare, Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. I, I got the yeah, same thing. He, I corrected myself and you discorrected me. Got, got it right in my brain there. Yeah, it's, it's got... And it's got one of my... This is a guy who's never been on. He probably never will be because he mostly did horror movies. But David Hess is one of the greatest all-around horror creeps that ever existed. And he's in this movie. I'm happy. Our man Ray Wise is in it. Oh, Ray Wise. You had me at Ray Wise. Well, I got you more. 
We get to see Adrian Barbeau, who was Maggie in Escape from New York. We see her tits in this movie. She married... John Sol- Carpenter. John Carpenter. I was going to say Stallone. No, she did not marry Stallone. That was Brigitte Nielsen. Okay. So I'm excited because I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I, I'll tell the story. I saw this as a child for my birthday. So sit on the pins and needles waiting for that story. Oh, that story's coming. You sounded like you were getting ready to no, tell us. No, no, no. That, this, this story that's going to go nowhere needs a week to percolate. Oh, you're going to let that percolate? Yep. And it's going to be a week story, it sounds like. Yes. In a week. <laughs> In a week's time, you'll get a yes, week story. Yes, there's absolutely no point to the story at all. But so, I'm still going to tell it. Is it a story or is it an anecdote? More of an anecdote. Let's it's go only, ahead and peel this story it's banana. It's only a couple sentences. I won't go into it. It's not deep. So is it a haiku? It's not like a swamp. It's shell like a swamp. It's not deep. <laughs> Which gets me back to the swamp thing. Swamp thing, next week. We'll see you then. Keep it warm.